you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly. You'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby. Happy birthday! <gasps> hey, I said my first word. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. This is episode four. I am Duke, and with me is my good friend, Chris Roberts. So the holidays are upon us, and we decided uh, this month to talk about some of our childhood experiences with Christmas in the 1980s. And uh, we kind of wanted to narrow this down to some specific topics, and I always thought it was a very interesting kind of dichotomy to talk about our Santa Claus experience as children and if we believed and how long we believed and when we found out he wasn't real and all that kind of stuff. I always think that's a very interesting topic to kind of dive into. Hey kids, I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way in from New York. (laughs) You serious, Clark? So... I will go ahead and start and say that I did believe in Santa Claus when I was a kid, and my memories of believing in Santa Claus were very good, very positive, um, very magical, and for me, uh, really enhanced my um, Christmas experience, I think. In general, my, my believing in Santa Claus was a very positive experience for me as a child, and I have a lot of fond memories that I will uh, kind of pick that are interesting and um, one of those is that I don't know about you Chris but I have very vivid memories of trying to catch Santa out the front window on Christmas Eve um, trying to catch his sleigh and one of the reasons is because we always had somebody come over to our house on Christmas Eve dressed as Santa Claus at least earlier on when I was younger and I still to this day don't know who it was I believe it was one of my neighbors but my parents almost as a joke later on, just would not tell me who it was. So I have no idea who that was <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> to this day, which I think is pretty cool. But he would come, and I actually have some pictures that I will put on our new Discord server that we have um, of me sitting in this Santa Claus's lap, and he looks terrible. He's got this, you know, fake cotton beard, and, you know, you can tell <laughs> it's kind of a cheesier outfit. But um, I, be- I believed it was him. And when he would leave out the front door, I would rush over to the window and look up at the, st- at the starry night sky trying to find his sleigh or listen for his sleigh on the roof. And uh, I d- it was just one of those magical memories that um, I just really kind of hold on to and was really fun for me. So um, this, was, this was Christmas Eve when he showed up? Yep, Christmas Eve. Every year. Right, so I- did you open your presents on Christmas Eve or did you have to wait until the morning? No, we waited till the morning. He didn't bring presents when he came. He just kind of made an appearance oh, and see. sat in the living room, and we sat on his lap and told him what we wanted. Um, and it just had that kind of you know classic Santa oh, nice. experience. So there was no gift giving at that time. 
Um, he wanted to like make that. sure you knew that if there was no cookies and milk, he wasn't getting. Right. You weren't getting no prey. He wasn't bringing nothing the next day. He was letting everybody know the rules. Exactly, exactly. Um, and also the whole mall Santa thing. Chris, did you ever do the mall Santa experience when you were younger? Uh, I have a couple of pictures of me on Santa's lap, and I don't know if it was, I think it was at the mall, but it could have very well been, I don't know, it could have been anywhere, to be honest. It doesn't, I I don't remember it saying, like, I, I'd have to go, and I'll pull them up and put it on the Discord, too, but um, I'm not quite sure where exactly they were taken. It's funny, because if, uh, when Easter time comes around, I don't know if we'll do it, I doubt we'll do an Easter episode, but <laughs> I'll be I'll be sure to show uh me on easter i i look horrified and this (laughs) this easter bunny like it's funny how something that's so like pure and wholesome when you it could also look horrific too (laughs) you know what i mean like when you stare at this it looks like it's soulless you know what i mean but uh (laughs) and i'm freaking out reaching for my mom it's hilarious but oh um, that's funny i do have a couple of santa pictures i'll dig up yeah i don't remember going to wait you know waiting in line and sitting on santa's uh, lap at the mall it might have happened but i don't have any memories of that i I have more memories of just being at the mall and seeing the line and my mom saying there's no way we're waiting in that line you know kind of thing ralphie look over there see the line's not so long you can go get in it young man hey kid just where do you think you're going going up to see santa the line ends here it begins there. Um, but I do think it was funny. I don't, I don't know about you, but in the 80s, uh, mall hopping, as they call it, was kind of popular, right. where you would go on a weekend, like a Saturday, and you would just go to like three or four different malls. And one of the things that would inevitably happen is you would see Santa Claus at all of the malls. You know? right. And as a kid, if you believe in Santa, you're scratching your head saying, wait a minute, Sam was at the other mall too. Uh, you know, who's this guy? And then your parents would always give you that same answer. Oh, these are Santa's helpers. You know, the, the real Santa, you know, is is the one that looks really good. I guess if you'd see uh, one of the small Santas that had a really good-looking beard and a, a really good-looking costume, you would say, oh, there's the real Santa. You can tell look how good he looks. And all the, the helper Santas had, like, the cheesier-looking beards and the, the brighter red kind of cheesier-looking costumes. So I always thought that was kind of funny that the parents had to come up with this quick lie to explain why there were Santa Clauses all over the place. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no doubt. Uh, see, uh, that was one of the early clues for me that it was, uh, I guess the same question would be for me if I believed. And uh, the truth of the matter is I I stopped really early on. Like, I'm thinking, like, maybe when I was four. Like, the magic didn't last very long for me. <laughs> and, wow, really? And, yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you, there was... I'll give you four reasons why. All right. Reason number one, uh, when we'd go to my grandparents' house to to do the presents, I would actually stay at my grandparents' house for two weeks. And it would lead up until Christmas. And then that's when I would go home with my parents. They would come out Christmas Eve. We would open up the presents. And that would be that. Um, Early on... Uh, my dad and my grandpa would like take me in the truck to go look for Santa, right? We'd go driving around <laughs> town and then they would bring the presents out. When we got back, oh, you just missed them. All right. I probably <laughs> believed that once. And in and, and all honesty, I probably only believed it once because um, I'm mean, pretty sure it was when I was four or maybe five. It could have been five. But um, 
I, the, all the presents were in the, the guest room closet. They were already there. And then not only that, <laughs> I knew my grandmother's handwriting. And they didn't say from Santa. They would say, like, from Nana and Papa. So it's like, wait a minute. And I'm pretty sure I must have questioned her on that. Like, why why does it say it's from you if it's from Santa? But then it's like, well, that's what Santa wants. I don't know. She, they might have gave me some answer or something. But um, so that was, like, the big. The fact is the presents were already there. I already knew where they were. Um, and then the second thing is, is like, I, I watch TV, you know, like I would watch TV with my parents and we'd watch TV shows and the shows would be like, you know, the dad's dressing up as Santa or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. sometimes they would kind of circle it back at the end of the show. And then like the real Santa would, they would hear jingle bells or something. You know what I mean? Like they'd hear the reindeer yeah. or something. So sometimes they would have that kind of ending, but, um, I don't know. I just, it was, but the thing of it is I didn't tell them that I didn't believe in Santa. I just, I just played it off like, Oh, I missed them. Oh man. You know? And I remember, uh, one year, um, it's like every other year, my cousins from Ohio, their, their parents would bring them out and well, they would be here too. And they would stay during that time as well. If, if this was the year that they were here, they would be looking too, right? And I remember like looking at them, like, you really, you still believe this shit? You know what I mean? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you still believe this? You know what I mean? But, um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's even whether it was, I believed it or not. And then I guess the other thing would be the mall Santa. It's like, I could see it was a, a fake beard. You know what I mean? It was like, dude, I could see your regular mustache underneath the other mustache. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't what, I, what I'm hearing, best. Chris, is that you were a really smart kid. I guess I was uh, a little more naive. Well, or maybe maybe people just did it better where you were at. And maybe you got <laughs> sheltered more. Maybe your parents didn't let you watch Magnum P.I. or whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, There's I can't probably remember. a little bit of that truth. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. But I would watch whatever my parents were watching, I would watch. So as long as it was on, I, I don't know. I usually went to bed probably like 930 or 10. So yeah. And then if it was a weekend, I could stay up later. So I'm sure, you know, it was a combination of a bunch of things where, yeah. So I didn't believe very long. And then not only that, one time I remember them asking me what I wanted for Christmas. And we were at the, at the store together. And it was like, go over there and look at some things. And I did. And then I just sat there and watched them. And they just went and bought the stuff that I told them. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you guys aren't even that clever. You know, <laughs> or they're just lazy. I don't know, man. I mean, not my, my grandmother would do her own thing, but I remember there is a, there's a local toy store called Arthur's toys and it's out of business now, but it was like a really cool place. I mean, some of my earliest uh, toy memories came from them and they had like this huge star Wars aisle. Right. So we went there and I'm looking at the star Wars figures and that's the only thing I wanted to look at. And then it's like, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, tell him to go over there. Or, I don't know. They ushered me somewhere else. And then I saw him up there buying them, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, lo and behold, <laughs> I got Star Wars figures for him, so um, it's cool, yeah, man. Yeah, so I, I guess your parents didn't put a lot of effort into making, you know, keeping no, that kind of secret going. No, my parents weren't the best. I mean, it's it's okay. I guess they, you know, they got that southern term, bless their heart, right? So, <laughs> bless their heart. They weren't that good at it. Uh, my grandmother tried, though. If there was anybody who tried to keep that going, it was my grandparents. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think I believe real. Like, I'm not. I didn't believe in Santa when I was probably nine, ten years old. I, I don't yeah, recall. I think you're backpedaling now, age Duke. it was. I think you were. What's that? I think you're backpedaling, buddy. I think you're. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I did tend to help hold on to my childhood pretty, pretty long. But um, I gotta imagine I probably stopped believing around six or seven. Is my guess. Because I don't, I don't think I believed in Santa like when I was. You know, of of a ridiculous age or anything like that. No, no. Um, in I'm fact, sure. I remember. Yeah, one, how could you? Well, it was the '80s, and, and we were a little more sheltered back then. And yeah, but you, you went know, to school. Know. There's always there was always kids at school that would go out of their way to tell the younger kids that Santa wasn't real too. You never experienced that. I don't remember that. I'm, I know that probably happened, but I don't have any memories of that. Of any kind of like arguing yeah. on the playground, Santa's real, no he's not, you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't have any memories of that, but um I'm sure it, I'm sure it happened. It's kind of there's no way it didn't. You know, but, right. It seems like it probably did. But I uh, you know, I, I don't I don't have memories of believing in Santa for again, like when I was older. But um, I do have a, right. I do have some vivid memories of believing in him. Um, one time, one memory just kind of popped into my head, which is hysterical. We always joke about it when my family gets together. Is one time, um, my I have a younger sister, and uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, a lot of times on weekends she would sleep in my bedroom, and she was sleeping in my room on Christmas Eve. And my mom came up with this idea to go up into the attic with jingle bells and shake them. So my little sister would think that the reindeers were on the roof. So I will never forget. First of all, she's dead asleep by the time my mom goes up and gets this, you know, her little idea going. And she she goes up in the attic right above my bedroom and starts pounding on the floor with these jingle bells. It sounded like it would have terrified her if she heard this. Right. I was like jumping out of my skin. I'm thinking, "Mom, calm down a little bit. You're like you're going to you're going to scare her to death." And she was like banging on the floor of the, the attic floor. with the jingle bells. And again, my sister never woke up. So it was just one of those funny memories of my mom trying to keep the magic going for my little sister and failing cool. miserably. But <laughs> it's one of those things that I always think about. But yeah, I don't I don't recall there any kind of a moment where I found out he wasn't real. Um, it must have been like a gradual kind of awareness. Because I know that some people will tell the story of when they found out that, yeah, I guess right. they caught their parents. They caught their parents or something, yeah. Or they went and asked because their friends at school had said something or something like that. But I, I have no right. no memory of that. So it must have been like kind of a gradual awareness that kind of just kind of happened. So as a parent, um, you know, this is interesting. My wife and I, when our kids got a little bit older, you know, when they were starting to be able to play into this kind of idea of Santa Claus. We had, you know, we had a discussion. What are we going to do here? Are we going to are we going to go on with the Santa thing because, you know, part of us is like this is a commercialized thing and we we are religious and there's kind of some discussion right. going on about that. And uh, so what we did was we went and asked. Well, first of all, we both we both agreed that our our experience with believing in Santa was very positive. There was no trauma, there was no you know, thinking our parents lied to us and all anything like that. It was all positive, all good memories of believing in Santa Claus. So we reached out to our other family members and our friends, and we could not find a single person that had a negative experience of believing in Santa Claus. So we decided to go along with the same thing. 
So, and you know, I, we ask our kids now, they're teenagers, and they have the same experience. It was fun. It was magical. I cherish those years that I was so innocent and believed in that kind of magic. And you would watch the TV specials, and you would get all kind of into it, and you would think it's all real, like the little claymation shows and everything, uh, Rudolph and Frosty the Snowman. Right. And they all had Santa Claus in them. So it just, it, it is, it was a special time for my kids as well. And so I'm glad that we made that decision. Um, and I guess much like myself, there I don't think was ever any uh, traumatic moment when they found out he wasn't real. It was just kind of as they aged, they just kind of put everything together and said, yeah, you know, that was fun, but I know he's not real now. <laughs> there was no like, I can't believe right. you lied to us. <laughs> you know, How could you do that? You know, There was never anything like that. So that, that experience for, with my children was very similar to mine. What about yours? Well, see, all my children are spread out. So like... Essentially, they all had their own childhood almost because it's like they're all eight years apart. So my yeah. oldest son probably he was probably the one that he probably believed it the longest, I guess. Maybe even I don't know, maybe even close to eight, nine years old. I think I remember kind of flippantly telling him one time uh, me and my brother because my brother is in a weird age. He's kind of in between us. Uh, my brother's 11 years younger than me, but he's. Let me think. He's I guess he's seven years older than my my oldest son. So they're kind of they're kind of close in age, too. So um, me and my brother was talking about something. And then, you know, I could I could see that my we, I think we were talking about doing Santa for somebody else or something like that. And he looked at he you know, he had a kind of a puzzled look on his face. And I at that point, I kind of just figured he must have knew. Right. <laughs> like so I was like. Uh, you don't still believe in Santa, do you, son? And he's just like, no, well, no. I mean, I knew something was weird about it. And, you know, the kids on the playground talk about it and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, son. I mean, that's me and your mom. So we kind of made a joke. I was like, I was like, dude, did you ever look at the handwriting? He goes, yeah, it did kind of look like mom's handwriting, <laughs> didn't it? And I was like, I guess this is what you want to believe. You just believe, you know what I mean? So um, it wasn't like a teasing thing. We we had some fun with it, you know. I mean, we teased him a little bit, but not, you know, nothing hurtful or anything like that. We just <laughs> joked around with him a little bit. Um, as far as the uh, my my middle child, Michael, I don't I don't really remember his moment. I mean, I, I might I should have asked him before the show, but I don't really remember when he stopped or not. But I mean, he. He was really fun with it. I mean, both of the, all the kids, it was fun. You know, I, I took him to see Santa in the mall. And with my youngest daughter, Reese, I was able to get a Santa's outfit. So on a couple of different occasions, um, she was distracted or whatever. And I made it look like I was walking out of the house, you know, like they were in the <laughs> other room. And there was like, what's that noise? And it showed, you know, it was like me, you know, as Santa, like leaving. And I'd be like, oh, ho, ho, ho. And I'd walk away and. <laughs> one year in particular, um, her and, uh, you know, Reese and, uh, my niece and my nephew, um, they're all similar ages. And, uh, so they run to the window and look and they see me kind of walking away. And, you know, it was, it was really neat for them just to have that moment. It was, it truthfully, it made me wish I had that kind of moment for myself because I did see like, you know, like what you're describing it, you know, that magical experience that, you know, that, of um seeing something like that believing in like seeing him in person you know and and it was a yeah. pretty good costume too and the the beauty of the way i set it up was i knew if they got close to me they're gonna wreck it i mean they're not 
I don't know. I felt like they're not dumb. They're going to recognize me. So if they caught me at a glimpse, kind of walking away kind of thing, kind yeah. of maybe like your neighbor or, or whoever that guy was, the handyman. Right. Um, and then one year, I with the same Santa outfit, um, I did, you know, we did Santa pictures. So that was kind of cool. Like, we just did our own. You know what I mean? That's cool. So, uh, and it was funny because she's kind of looking at me. I could tell she was like, you know, looking like... <laughs> Who's, you know, <laughs> like I wasn't, you know, I was I was doing my best fake Santa voice, but I was trying to keep it, you know, <laughs> what do you want, little girl? <laughs> you know, just all brief, you know what I mean? Like, so now that I think about it, there may, there may have been a moment that my boys, at least, maybe came to the realization. I have to ask them. But I, I as a parent, I got so mad. So there's this community center around the corner from our house where yeah. the good Santa would always come to every year and you could take your kids and have them, you know, sit on his lap and do the whole Santa experience and tell them what they want for Christmas. And he had a really nice suit and a really good beard. We always called him the real Santa. And um, so I guess um, they were a little bit older. This was probably right around the time they were, they were probably coming to that realization anyway. But we take them to the community center and for the first time, for some reason, it was all over with. And we're outside hanging out, and here comes Santa out the front door and jumps in his car. And on his car, oh, there's dude. a big sticker that says 1 800. You know, if you want a Santa, call, you know, 1 800 Santa. Santa. <laughs> and my kids look at it and go, huh, why has he got that sticker? Why is he driving a car? And he just like walked out in front of everybody and just jumped in his car. I was like, what are you doing? We call you the real Santa. You know, how could you do oh, it like that's this? That's horrible. At least park around I, that back. That would have been the last year I would have hired him. I would have ran him out of town. That, that I was really kind of upset. I, and, you know, my wife and I were like, what in the world is he thinking? He just walked out here in front of all these kids and jumped in his old jalopy car that has an advertisement oh. on there for, for Santa Claus. I, I'm I, like, I mean, oh I guess you guys gosh. could have played it off like maybe it was Santa playing a prank or something. But yeah, I, mean, I guess it's still, it wasn't that quick. It's, just, uh, it's unprofessional, though, man. Like It really was. And you either get out before the kids get out or you go out the back door or you just wait, man. That's I remember fumbling for an excuse when my kids were like looking at me. I was like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but I was I was definitely I, caught off guard. You should right to the prank. You gotta go to the prank. Pranks, people believe that. Yeah. Oh, it's a prank. You just you know silly Santa over there, he's goofing around. But that was kind of funny and at the same time kind of frustrating. But again, it was oh, around bet. the time that at least Bobby was, you know, probably past age anyway. Nah, we'll, we'll call him Rudolph. Rudolph is a lovely name. Rudolph. Hey, he knows his name already. Mama, he, he's got a shiny nose. Sh shiny? I'd even say it glows. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, an animated holiday special with storyteller Burl Ives, Friday at 6.30 on ATV. All right, well, I guess we can transition now since we, I guess we've kind of fleshed out all the Santa talk. Um, yeah, I guess we breeze right through that. We'll actually keep our word on this episode. Yeah, be two yeah. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> so any other, any other special memories from your childhood or, or special kind of um, traditions that you did that stand out? Um, that were kind of unique to the '80s for you. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's unique to the '80s, but um, <clears throat> I'm sure when my my grandparents were, you know, younger, 
when they were just parents, uh, they mu- they I'm sure they did the the tree thing in their house and all that because they still had some of the lights left over in the garage. But at, but as a grandparent, um, they didn't want to fuss with trees and all that. They were they were they were beyond they were past all that stuff. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. they had a they had a little. Um, my grandmother bought. Um, like a like a plug-in tree, but it, it's ceramic and it has like all these little oh yeah you know like the little bulbs on it and you just oh, yeah. plug it in and it lights up. So one time a year she would she would pull this out of the closet and she'd stick it up on top of the TV and and you know and it would sit there and uh, the other times a year she had like a little I don't know like a candy bowl or something that would sit there so that would go wherever the tree went and the tree would go there and um, and it's really neat because like that that's mine now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't set it up every year, but um, the fact that, you know, like, I own my grandmother's little tree. Like, I don't know. Like, every year coming out to their house, because I would stay during Christmas vacation every year. And, uh, you know, when I would come out, like, that tree would be up already, you know, because it would already be into December. And she would have it up. And so it just, uh, you know, the, the special thing is the fact that, you know, my believing in santa not believing in santa didn't matter it really christmas like my grand my really my grandmother really represented christmas to me so if anybody was santa claus it was my grandmother she she always wanted to make sure i got what i wanted you know like i mean within a certain extent obviously but um you know like it, she she was very good about it you know if there was a particular toy i wanted or you know, I, she got me a Walkman one year. It's like various presents throughout the years that I just remember, like, the good present would always come from her. I mean, my grandfather, too, but she's the one who did the shopping. So she's kind of the one who gets the credit, even That's though cool. my grandpa was the one who broke his back to earn the money. And <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, sure. there was an old, they were old school farmers. You know, he he uh, he tended to the field and she tended to the home. So uh-huh. they had, that uh-huh. was just the way it was. But um you know what I mean? She did all the the shopping. My grandfather didn't do the shopping. Right. They went for a car. He he did the car shopping. You know what I mean? There were certain things he did, but when it came down to uh, you know grocery shopping or presents or whatever, he didn't even sign his name on the card. They would always say from Nana and Papa, and right. that's the way it would be. You know what I mean? It, yep, it was yep. it was all written from her. So and really that that's the biggest memory for me. That's the thing that's always going to. Uh, represent christmas to me i mean you know that's transferred to my children now you know it's shared you know like i think of the experiences with them but um if it comes from the childhood aspect yeah it's it's always coming out to their home which felt like going to like a i don't know i mean it's 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 just a modest middle class home but it felt like going to a mansion you know we lived in an apartment and kind of a crummy part of town so when I went to their house, they lived in a nice house. It had a yard and, you know, yeah. every, you know, multiple rooms, a backyard. You know, it was <laughs> it was nice, man. It felt like going to, uh, you know, going to the rich folks. They had a stock <laughs> fridge, ice cream and sodas. They even had a second refrigerator in the garage. It just had sodas in it, you know. Oh, so, man. Yeah, it was it was high class <laughs> living as far as I was concerned. But um so yeah, that's what it all. How about you, man? What's what's the big thing? That well, it's funny you, you mentioned that ceramic tree. You know, I I I have the same mine from childhood as well. My we had one of those. Uh, I guess they were kind of popular at some point in the yeah. in the eighties. But yeah, it was a tree that that kind of sat on a, a light bulb at the middle, right? 
Right. That's exactly what it is. And, yeah, it had and like all the a little, little plastic the little twist. things. Yeah, it would right. stick out and it would light them up from inside. Um, and, and the, yeah, and the plug would go into the wall, too. but you had like the little circle click on and off. I think that's yes. the way you yes. turn it on. Yes, yeah. on the cord. Yes, on the cord. Yep, so I put that up every year to this day at my house because I, I did uh, inherit that. So that's kind of funny. I have yeah, mine as well. That's a, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm, you're going to force me to stick mine up this year just so <laughs> I, you can't be the only one in the group. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'll mention a couple things that stand out to me as uh, traditions that we had that um, I think were really fun. One of them being my local fire department in my little town of Rivera Beach did a train garden every Christmas time. And what fond memories I have of going, and it, you had to go around back and open up this door and go down into the basement, and they had this massive train garden set up every year for Christmas time. And it was just free. You just you, you could put a donation in the jar if you wanted, but anybody from the neighborhood could go in there and look at it. And it was really cool because every like couple of minutes, all the lights would dim and go go pretty dark, and you could look at the whole uh, cityscape all lit up. And they had like the little mechanical things, like little playgrounds with seesaws going back and forth. And you can try to look inside the, the buildings and see little things moving around. It was a really elaborate setup. And it was just such an... I always love train gardens uh, to this day because of those, those memories I have uh, from my childhood, especially around Christmas time. And they did it every year, even, even when I became an adult. I'm not sure if they still do it now, but um, when I was a young adult, I'd go back and they still would have it set up. Um, I went back to my old neighborhood just to go see that. So that was really cool. Did you ever see train gardens when you were a kid at Christmas time? Is that a localized no, thing for me? I, it not, well, maybe there was one here, but I didn't. I never saw it. But it sounds fantastic. What if I'm understanding? You're talking about like a model city that has a train in it. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. No, I no. But I mean, I've I've seen them on on TV, and they look really cool. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that's. I think uh, it's. I think it's. Uh, it's definitely a. That's like a baby boomer thing, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, like trains, model trains were kind of big in like the fifties, and so then definitely, uh, definitely. in like the eighties when those kids from the fifties became adults, they started doing that kind of stuff too. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it might that, be a regional thing because I, I'm pretty sure that around here, like I always associate train gardens with Christmas time, and I know really? that. Uh, yeah, uh, even when I had when the kids were younger, I would seek out local train garden setups around Christmas time, and we'd always find them. So, so you're saying you're saying train train garden, right? That's like what a we garden? call them. Yeah, yeah. See, I've never even heard that phrase really? before. I, I just no, that's new. I've, I've never heard of a train garden. I thought that's, that's what you said initially when you said it. I thought I wasn't quite sure where you were going with it, but. <laughs> I, I assume that was a common term. Uh, we always called the, the model train It probably train is, gardens. but it, maybe just not on the West Coast, or I don't know. Maybe it, I'm just too low class, Duke. I don't know, man. <laughs> low class, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. We'll, we we'll ask the We don't the have Discord. train gardens. Yeah, we have to ask them if they know what a train garden if, is. If people uh, use that term or have heard that term, or maybe it's just something that's uh, you know localized it to could, where I live. Maybe it's, maybe. Here in Maryland. Yeah, I don't know. And another cool tradition we had is we would all get in the big old Chevy station wagon that seated like nine people um, around Christmas time and would drive around and look at the Christmas lights. 
And yeah, there were sure. some like, you know, you go into some of the nicer neighborhoods where you, you had some rumors as to where this really good setup was. You got to go into this neighborhood. They really did it up well this year. And my father would drive around to uh, these certain kind of hot spots and we would see these, uh, you know, we would just kind of like sightsee um, all the neighborhood Christmas lights. And that was a really fun memory, too. Did you guys well, ever do anything now, like that? Yeah. Well, I definitely did that with my children as an as as I was a child. I think we only we have um, my grandparents. Yes. If we were going to town or something, we drive back. They might know of a couple of lights. But in Fresno, there's actually two areas that are the whole street is lit up. And uh, one of them is is pretty famous. It's called Christmas Tree Lane. And it's uh, it's in a really nice uh, it's in the Fig Garden Village in Fresno. Any of you guys who are from the area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It, they're really beautiful homes, but they string up lights all the way through it. I'll definitely uh, put up a little picture of that as well on the Discord. I guess the tradition, of, it's <laughs> it has kind of a morbid tradition, I guess. But on this road, um, this particular neighborhood, uh, I think it was in the 40s, some kid, some some young kid died. So mm. to, on, to honor him, they planted a, you know, like a, a Christmas tree. I mean, you know, like. I don't know if it was a, a pine tree or, you know, something like that, something right. that we would refer to as a Christmas tree. And uh, every year after that, they planted more. <clears throat> so this area has got these really large, mature trees, and then they would string lights across them. And then it it morphed into this, you know, during this time of year, this neighborhood is basically shut down. And it's wow. actually I think it's start. I don't know if it started yet, but it's going to if it hasn't started yet, it's starting pretty soon. The whole neighborhood's pretty much shut down to like it must be a nightmare to live there because oh, man. you're not just running to the store, you know what I mean? Unless you got some sort of escape hatch somehow, because there's no way to get in and out without actually getting into the and it's a one way traffic. It becomes one way during this time. And uh you drive through and all these people have their houses all decorated and it's very uh, I don't know what you say. It's it's very elaborate, like and they yeah. all have different themes. I mean, some will have, you know, like Snoopy, some and, and it's neat to see all the various um you can see all the years, essentially, because you know, there's like that Tom Hanks movie that something about the the snow train or the polar express. I mean uh -huh. yep. so that then you'll see somebody with that setup, or you'll see like Nightmare Before Christmas, or you'll see the Charlie Brown thing, or you'll see you know, yeah. Marvel superheroes or whatever. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's weird, but it's got the... And then, like, there's one people, they have, like, a mechanical setup that's really neat, you know? And and what's really nice is these are the same displays every year, unless there's something new added. But they never... There's never anything taken away, as far as I can remember. And even throughout it, it has the various... Um, like, at the very beginning, there's a sign saying, can you find all of Santa's uh, reindeers? So as you're driving, you'll see a reindeer strategically placed along the way. So that's kind of like a fun game to play with the kids, too. Like, hey, you know, and there's Vixen or there's Donner or whatever their names are. You know, <laughs> Rudolph, you know, <laughs> the various reindeers. And uh, it's really cool. And then there's another part of town that's called Huntington Boulevard. And they don't have the same participation as they once did. Um I think because maybe some of the houses are becoming rentals, which is it's crazy because it's such a beautiful neighborhood too. But it's a uh, it's I guess it's kind of in like a transitioning part of the city. 
<laughs> Whereas in uh, the uh, the Christmas tree lane area, you're not getting in there for cheap. These things, I mean, you're talking about half million dollar and up house. Oh, I mean, wow. these are to call them houses isn't even doing them justice. I mean, they're <laughs> estates. They're huge. You know, I mean, they're beautiful. Yeah. and they're all different too. It's it's very it's it's a beautiful area. Like I mean, if you're ever here during Christmas time, buddy, that's the first place we're going. You know what I mean? You'll yeah. love it. So. More so with my children, more than when I when I was a kid, I think we only went a few times that I can remember, but um, definitely as an adult, I mean, that was a tradition. Every year with my kids, I'd take them, and uh, we did that just for all of them for pretty much as long as I can remember. I mean, we'd miss a year or two here and there, but for the most part, they all went several times. That's cool. <laughs> it's really cool. And, you know, and uh, even one of the displays, it's so extravagant that... Um, I think it's on like Discovery or TLC or one of those channels. They have um they have like these uh, specials called um you know the most extraordinary Christmas tree light setup or something. And so they'll go to different parts of the country and show these people who's made these really, uh-huh. you know, gigantic you know like uh, basically like the Christmas uh like uh what's his name <laughs> on vacation? Um, oh yeah, can't think um, of his name. Uh, Clark. There you Clark, go, Clark Griswold. Griswold. Yes. There you go. <laughs> A big Clark Griswold setup, and um, it's funny because I just watched that movie a couple days ago. I, you know how I remembered it? I can think of his brother-in-law calling him Clark. Clark. Ellen and I want to help you give the kids a nice Christmas. Clark, I couldn't do that. No, no, we, we insist. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not one for charity now. Oh, I know that, Eddie. This isn't charity, it's family. Now, come on. If you don't tell me what they want, I'll go out and get it on my own. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is a surprise, Clark. <laughs> this is just a real nice surprise. Just a real nice surprise. <laughs> Here's a little list. Alphabetical, starting with Catherine. And if it wouldn't be too much, I'd like to get something for you, Clark. Something really nice. Yeah, somehow. Anyway, <clears throat> so they, 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 uh, one of these houses were featured, and they were saying like his power bill is like $2,500 a month. I'm like, gee, nah, see, I'm out. You know what I mean? That's why I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. nah. But I mean, you know, this neighborhood, you can understand how we could pay for it. But like these people are putting in like extra power grids in their house or you know power boxes and stuff i'm like oh my gosh this guy was saying like he's like in like eight nine grand just on the adding this extra power you know like a breaker boxes and various things just for this just for this two week well actually it's about a month this month stretch of the year i'm just like man this guy's he's down for it and i think if the i think in order to live in that neighborhood you kind of have to sign some sort of agreement that you're going to take part in it now it's it's crazy man this if you don't hit it at the right time you could be waiting for a long time just to get to it it's wow. it's intense they got the cops out there directing traffic oh my goodness and, yeah you used to be able to go up this one like shields it's this one row right off the freeway you used to be able to just jump off of it drive down to van ass hang it right and you're in there now they got you diverted way like it's so crazy far out of the way if you're coming the wrong direction they won't let you through and it's like, damn! Wow. One, it's either one or maybe two nights out of the out of that season. They shut it down for um, foot traffic, so only people walking can walk through it. So that's kind of neat too. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they'll. I doubt they'll do that this year, but 
Um, well, you never know. Maybe they will. It's unlikely. I don't know if we're going to be. Able to, yeah, I wouldn't. I think. think so. I think our. I think our state's getting shut down, so I don't think we're <laughs> yeah. going to be able to do any of it. But. I think so too. All right. Well, I guess we'll transition then into some of our most memorable gifts, maybe that we received as kids um, back in the day, so to speak. Um, do you want to go first with that one? Yeah, I'll throw off a couple. I mean, one was the Walkman. That year, my grandmother got me a combination of a Walkman and a members-only jacket that had an inside pocket. And, dude, I thought I was the man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I had my little Walkman inside my jacket. I was walking around. I thought it was so cool. Um, now, is this a Sony, like an official Sony Walkman? Oh, yeah. It was It was a legit Sony Walkman. Oh, man. Uh, I was afraid she was going to get me a bootleg. I mean, not that she would cheap out. It's just, you know, it's like uh, Bart Simpson when his, you know, he wanted Bone Storm and his mom got him, you know, Lee, Lee Trevino's golf or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jack <laughs> yes. Nicholson golf or whatever it was. Um, I was afraid that was going to happen. So I was just like, no, it's got to be a Sony. It's got to, you know, I was very adamant about it. Oh, yeah. And even the members only, she got that right, too, because there was a lot of knockoff brands. Uh, but, you know, I'm pretty sure she got it at, um, she usually shopped at one or two places. It would be Sears or JCPenney's, and you'd get the catalog. And, I mean, that's something else I wanted to touch on. I was going to tell you about it, but we'll, we'll get back. Let's pause the 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 present thing for a minute did you ever have the the catalog experience the sears oh, wish books oh yeah the... heck yeah i'm glad you brought that up um we had i, I meant to talk to you about this before we started the show i wanted to add this in somewhere so we'll just we're gonna shoehorn it in right now that's, so that's good yeah because we had um i think the best catalog do you are you familiar with best uh well we didn't have we didn't have a best as far as i'm we okay. had a jimco which I think maybe was a sister company. I'm not quite sure, but I I know what you're talking about because I collect the Sears Wish books. Oh yeah. And as I'm going through catalogs, um, you know, on, through eBay auctions and stuff like that, I'll come across those best catalogs. Yep, that's they're really what we cool. Have. And they were thick. And yes, we that was one of the methods my parents used to have us, you know, kind of tell them what we wanted. Was they would yep. give us the best catalog and we'd go through and we'd circle the items yep. that we might want because they had all these like elaborate pictures of all your transformers set up and all the you know yep. the gi joes all set up real cool with the backgrounds and everything yeah give you kind of ideas how to interplay with them sort of yeah all, yeah so those are really little fun to look yeah. at for sure absolutely yeah um for me it was the sears wish books even though like i said my grandmother had i, I believe there was three main catalogs she had she had the the sears catalogs which was the standard Sears catalogs and the Sears wish books, which came out during the holiday season, um, which you had to subscribe for these things back then. I think if you were a card holder, you got them for free, but I think if you weren't, you had to pay like two bucks or three bucks. Cause it actually has a price tag on them, but um, huh. I'm pretty sure she got them for free. Cause she, she had charge accounts with them. The only credit cards my grandmother had was a pennies card, a Sears card, and a Montgomery Wards card, and then my grandfather had the Chevron. Well, she did too, uh, like a Chevron card. They also had like a, like a payphone, you know, like a like a phone card if in case you need it. Like it's funny they try to explain that to kids now. Like you, you had to get a card and you had to call a number, yep. and they would charge the money to the card. Um, uh, she, but the really thing was Sears Wish Books for me. Um, she would because they were awesome because they really honed it down to the holiday season. Like, you're not going through there and seeing, you know, 
too much of anything. It was more honed down to like, here's all these new shirts or all this new, all these new sports, you know, football, soccer ball, whatever. And then, you know, it just gradually got to the good stuff and yep. the toys were always in the back. The toys and electronics were always in the back of the magazine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, to go through those Star Wars pages oh to me were like, now that's that's my magical memories is going through there, telling her what I wanted, and then as my my taste changed through the years, you know, then it would be, you know, going through and uh, picking out something else. Matter of fact, um, going into another present, um, the year I bought my own Nintendo, which granted I wasn't I was a teenager at this point, but I had saved up and. Uh, by cutting their grass, I, I can get $15 a cut. And during the summer, or during between, you know, like in the spring leading into the summer, um, my grandfather would put fertilizer on the lawn. So I, be, prior to that, I would do it once every other week. But during this time, I could do it once a week. So I'd be able to get, you know, 60 bucks a month. So it only was going to take me two months to save up to get the Nintendo. So I bought it. And um, of course, you know, she wanted to know what I wanted for my birthday. My birthday's in August, so it's not really quite Christmas, but I circled uh, like several games and a couple of them I got for my birthday. And the one I got for Christmas was Double Dragon. So oh, yeah. I was pretty pumped up about that. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was actually my third. Well, if you count Super Mario and Duck Hunt, it's my fourth game I got was the Double Dragon. She bought me two for my birthday, which were Contra and Castlevania. So it's kind of hard to beat those. Oh, man. But. Yeah, I, I was loaded coming out the box, man. But um, but that like one it. particular Christmas, though, I got so I got Double Dragon, which I was really happy about that. And um, um, one of my parents' friends, um, like a high school friend that they had known for several years, it was actually my dad's best friend for a long time. Um, they had uh, I was he was like my you know godfather. I, you know, I ain't holding him to nothing. You know, there wasn't no legal contract, but that's what they would, they would always refer to him as Uncle Steve or whatever. Right. And uh, they, my dad and him had a falling out. So years later, leading into the Christmas season, my, my, we, me, my mother had moved to a, back to this town that he's from. And he happened to see my mom down at the local store or whatever. And then uh, he, she invited him back over to catch up or whatever. So they were talking and then she, like decided to show him my room for one for whatever reason and i remember when she's telling me this i was like why would you do that you know i was kind of like irritated you know like because i'm a teenager you know what i mean like right what are you doing letting her in there but it actually worked out because it was like one of those surprise christmas presents that same christmas he he just stopped by and, and he handed me a present and said i just wanted you to have something from me and it was really nice and and when he left i opened it up and it was russian attack and oh. i was like dude how? and i was like i was sitting there thinking like Man, I was so mad at you. I was like mad, mad, but right. I was irritated with her. You know, like, why are you, you know, because I don't know. It's like private. You know what I mean? It was sure, just weird. Sure. And, uh, and, but he saw my Nintendo when he went in there. So, That's so yeah, I cool. guess he must have looked through the games that I had sitting there and, and determined that he was going to pick me up a game. And he just got something that he thought a kid would like. And I don't know. He was right. I did like it. <laughs> That's cool. Some of my most vivid memories. Um, I remember one Christmas. I was, you know, remote control cars were really kind of a popular item there for a while, probably in the, I guess, early to mid 80s. Was that popular in California when you were a kid at some point? <clears throat> oh, for sure. Yeah, for so, sure. Especially the the more higher end ones when you had those big fat remotes with the, the pull out antenna. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, that's kind of what <laughs> you, I had. You my... know, the rich kids got those. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So that's what I kind of had my eye on was uh, I think the frog was a big popular one. Do you remember that name? Yeah, yeah. I do. That was probably the most popular remote control car from my childhood was the frog. It was like a doom buggy, you know, a higher end one. Um, of course, I couldn't, my parents couldn't afford something like that. So my brother and I got the Radio Shack, you know, equivalent. <laughs> right. A lot, of, a lot of people got the 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 Radio Shack version. But I remember being so excited about that. I got my own remote control car that with the little shocks and the little knobby wheels and it had a rechargeable battery pack, like a big tube kind of battery that you had to take out of it and plug it into the wall right. and charge it up. And I just love that thing. We made little ramps for them and my brother and I would race them around the, the front yard and see how how you know off road it could go. Yeah, did you put your put your little Star Wars or GI Joes sure. in the back? Like, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, I did. You had to. Yeah, for sure. And you had to pretend. You know, it's really cool is whenever you're able to find the like one of those kind of things that you can somehow. Uh, a buddy of mine had one. I don't know which one it was, but you know how they always had kind of like those plastic windows that were solid. Uh huh. Yeah. So we broke that thing out <laughs> so we could cram the figure inside of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we could pretend like he was driving it. So I remember anyway. one of the things I always would try to do is see how far away I could still control it. So you would ride it up the road, yeah. and all of a sudden it would just kind of veer off and crash into the grass or something, and you'd run after it, go get it, and you know, try to see how That's far you cool. could control it. But um, I always loved my remote control car, so that was a special gift. Um, and I think it might have been the same year, or maybe a different year, but I got really into skateboarding, and I wanted a skateboard. So I, I remember one year I got my what I call my fat skateboard because the fat skateboards mm-hmm. are the cool ones. Because coming That's out of the, the 70s, were. they were all yeah, the skinny ones. The skinny ones. ones. And yeah. then when skateboarding became real popular in the 80s, it was cool to have a fat one. So right. I remember getting a – and it was um, a snake board was the – it wasn't it wasn't like a high-end one, like a like a Pol- Pal Peralta, whatever they called them. Or, uh, right. I yeah, got the those Pal when I got Peralta older. was the – those are really expensive now. I bet you wish you had some. Yeah, when I when I got closer to teenage years, I got really into skating, and I I got you know when I had my own money and stuff, I bought a better skateboard. But when I was younger, I got you know the Kmart you know skateboard, and it just right. had a you know I remember it had a skull and a, I probably have a picture of it. So if I do, I will put that on the Discord as well. But I think it was called Snakeboard. I I also got a skateboard for Christmas from my grandmother one year. And it was the same skateboard that uh, Marty McFly had in Back to the Future. Oh, no which way. I rather had a, in retrospect, I probably would have rather had the Pow Wow Peralta, but um, this was a, I think it was called a Volterra, I think it was. I actually have a picture of it too. Uh, I'll put it up as yeah, well. Yeah. But um, it's the exact same skateboard that Marty McFly had. We saw it in Jimco, and I pointed it out saying, man, I, you know, because I, skateboarding was starting to become cool and and uh yeah, yeah she bought me that that's funny yeah and and i remember um it had to have all the gimmicky stuff on there like the little um rails on the side uh-huh. so you could grab it from underneath and do your little tricks and it had like the brake like the big the mound at the back so when you kicked back you could uh-huh. scrape it on the ground and stop i know and what's so funny <laughs> is when my my oldest son got into skating right yeah. Like it was completely different scene. Oh, there yeah. was just bare bones. It yep. was deck 
and trucks in the wheels that was it they yep. didn't want the skid plates they didn't want the any of that because those were called skid plates those skid plates they had okay. those little ribs on the side or yeah. whatever and then they had the big one in the back and they had the nose guard in the front yeah nah, yeah none yep. of that stuff that was completely an 80s thing they didn't Definitely. none of that stuff in the in the uh late in the late 90s nope <laughs> that was lame yep yep um, because it weigh, it, the skateboard weighed a ton. That's why you had all that stuff on there. It made it weigh like 60 pounds. Well, and then here's the other wild thing. It's like we must have bought him like, shit, seven or ten different decks because, you know, they break them. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. like not a big thing. To me, I would have been emotionally crushed if I broke my skateboard. It's like it was disposable. And I remember, you know, thinking, well, I mean, I, I was glad he was in the skating culture because, you know, he was good at it and it was fun to watch. And, I, you know, I bought him a rail and... You know, him and his other friend, he had a friend, Jacob, they uh, used to ride their skateboards a lot. And, you know, he was growing his hair out, getting, you know, he just, it was a thing. You know, oh, Tony yeah. Hawk Pro Skater was really popular at the time. And um, it was really neat to see him get good at it, you know, because, I mean, he was a much better skater than I ever was. I, I mean, I did some basic tricks, but I wasn't kick flipping and I wasn't going down verts and any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Speaking but, of uh, broken skateboards, that's funny you mentioned that. Um, the very snakeboard I was just talking about that I got for Christmas um, I left in the driveway one day, and my father ran over it and oh, cracked man. it right in half, and I was devastated. I remember sitting on my swing set with my broken skateboard and just crying. And what made this story so special was my father, without me knowing about it, took it to work. And my father was a sheet metal mechanic, so he worked in a machine shop for the U.S. Coast Guard Yard, and he built parts for the big ships and put together duck work and all and that kind of thing so he was a machinist so god bless his heart he took that thing to work and he brought it home and he, and he riveted steel plates and sandwiched the skateboard back together for me and it worked perfectly so i'll never forget that my father did that for me and I didn't want to. I, I didn't have the heart to tell him that it weighed so. It was so heavy. Right. It was worthless. <laughs> that I couldn't do any tricks on it. But it was just so cool to have this like kind of uh, crazy skateboard with these big metal steel plates on it and rivets through it, and it just kind of made it special for me. So that's that's funny you mentioned that about broken skateboards. Yeah, I, my dad never um, welded or did anything like that for any of my broken items. But uh, one year I. I, I, it was I think I was about eight or nine when I learned how to ride a bike and um so I you know I tell them like that's that's what I want for Christmas I don't care you don't have to give me anything else I just want a bike and um <clears throat> you know they didn't get me the GT or the Diamondback or the Dino but I got me a BMX and I was just fine with it bought it it was a team Murray <laughs> from Kmart and you know what it 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 was just fine it it represented freedom i can go anywhere with it and i'd ride around town and go to places that would be kind of hard to get by on foot you know yep get absolutely foot. and speaking of that you know my my parents I, I was one of four kids and my father was blue collar and my mother never worked so i know my parents really worked their butts off to give us a lot for christmas um, and I always felt very, very grateful and never was disappointed in anything that I ever got. But, uh, you know, it's funny that every time I wanted something specific, they always got me the generic version of it. And I never cared. But they, when I wanted the remote control car, it was always like the Radio Shack version. When I wanted a certain skateboard, it was the, you know, because they had to buy for four kids. 
and I didn't sure. you know, I didn't understand how money worked back then. And I I was again I was never disappointed, but I would pick out a certain stereo. Like I remember one year I wanted a boombox, and I got the you know not the exact same one. And I remember one year I wanted that Casio keyboard that was real popular. You yeah. know what I'm talking about the the little piano that I, I, played all the sound I, I think effects. I have it. Yeah. it was real popular <laughs> for a while. Yeah. And I wanted that Casio keyboard, but I got one that was sort of like the Casio keyboard, but it was a little bit, you know, like the again, quote Kmart version, I'll I'll say, but sure. it's kind of it's kind of fond uh that that for me that they you know kind of got me those lesser versions of gifts because it makes me kind of smile and appreciate that they really tried hard to get us what we wanted, but they only they had limitations, but um I'm kind of glad to be honest with you. It made me appreciate things a little bit more, I think. Well, now you're making me feel bad that I was bitter. I didn't get the the GT. <laughs> well, you had a grandmother that was that was uh, looking at. Well, you, my so. grandmother came through with the my yes, uh, my grandmother came through with the name brands. I I I can't complain. Uh, one year she got me the Super Cliffhangers. It was a race track where you can you can put the track up the wall. I remember really oh, liking cool. that. And another year I got the Cobra Terror Drome. Oh man, Dome Drome. I think it was i don't know is it a drone or a dome i can't remember now I but it's that big the big cobra base yep um i got that and um pretty much all the and even when you say about the boom box actually i think my mom bought me this one though this when we were living it was just me and her at this point but um i wanted a uh it wasn't a big boom box which that's kind of what i really wanted but uh in fairness they they were probably way out of the range i don't really know how much they cost but she i my main goal was to get a double cassette recorder so i could make uh-huh. my own tapes uh, yeah, or borrow absolutely. tapes from people and and dub them and uh she came through with one of those and man it it, it was really fun to have that's cool so speaking of christmas presents i have something kind of cool that i want to share that Again, I mentioned Discord a couple times. I'm going to put this on there, too, because I just think I'm so thankful that I have these Christmas lists that I wrote out in cursive in my own handwriting, and I have them. My mother gave them to me a couple years ago, and I just think it's so cool, and these are near and dear to me that I have these Christmas lists on a loose-leaf piece of paper from the early 80s with tons of misspellings, which I love because I was terrible at spelling. And uh, I'm going to read you a couple of the Christmas lists, uh, two of them actually, that I have. This first one has got to be from, I'm going to guess, 82 or 83, um, because it has Atari tapes on there, uh, as I called them. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, of course, at the top of the list, I put my name in cursive, Mark, Uh, and then... (laughs) Um, Wait a minute, what? It's not Duke? Well, yeah, I wasn't Duke yet, I guess. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But the top of the list is Fat Skateboard, it says. Number two is Two Speaker Radio. So I guess that meant boombox. I wanted a, you know, a boombox. But I called sure. it for some reason a two speaker radio, which is kind of funny. Well, of course. What else would you call it? <laughs> Number three <laughs> is the Atari Tapes Stare Wars, S-T-A-R-E, Dash Wars. Well, you're lucky they didn't actually buy you the Stair Wars. <laughs> I know. Because that, that sounds like a horrible game. People just fighting <laughs> on staircases or, yeah. or, or staircases battling other staircases. That would have been horrible. Yeah. Stair Wars the Arcade. Okay, that's what it says. Um, River Raid and Space Shuttle. So I don't think no. I got... I might have gotten River Raid because I had that game as a kid, but I never had Star Wars the Arcade. 
And I may have had Space Shuttle, but I don't remember having that one. So I may not have gotten all three of those games. Um, number four says a little toys, um, which I which means like a few toys. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, what do you mean, like micro machines? No, like like, okay, like a little bit of toys. I just wrote some a some toys. toys. Yeah, whatever, just something. Right. And then there's three more items. Uh, number five says books. Number six says hat. And number seven says CBs, which really meant walkie-talkies. For some reason, I right. called them CBs. Because of like movies like you know Cannibal Run had the CBs in the trucks, but I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted a walkie-talkie and I called it a CB. I guess I didn't know the difference. Right? Yeah. You know what? Uh, I got C. I I got the walkie-talkies twice. Um, the first time though, my grandmother. That was the only time I. When you we I don't know if we're going into the disappointment category yet, but <laughs> um, and bless her heart, and I don't mean this condescending. I mean truly, she thought she was getting the right thing. But she bought these, um, they weren't quite what I wanted. They were, I don't know, for lack of a better term, they looked kind of like cordless phones that had long, they had wires hooked to them. So, I mean, they were like 20 feet long, but I just remember thinking like, this is so lame. Like, this isn't those. what I wanted. I remember yeah, those. But, yeah, but I mean, I ain't going to lie. I still made them work, and I, I did have some fun with it, but it wasn't the same because, <laughs> you know, it definitely wasn't what I wanted. And I think I might have asked for the walkie-talkies for my birthday the next year, and I think – or maybe I got them for Christmas the next year too, but – I was way more adamant about what exactly I wanted, and she got the right ones the next go. I would, you know, the funny thing is, is as a kid, you don't know any better, and maybe I just felt bad and I didn't want to like hurt her feelings or whatever. But I could have just told her it was the wrong one. She could have took it back and got the right one. Like if my yeah. kids would have said, "No, no, no, this is," the one, I wouldn't have been hurt. But right, I would have been like, right, "Oh, right. I would have been like, well, let's get it right." You know what I mean? Because I'm sure <laughs> it was the same price. It wasn't that she cheaped out. She just bought the wrong thing right, or right, some right. stupid salesman was like, hey, this is what the kids want. You know what I mean? <laughs> and right. uh, yeah, so that was that, that you could you could put that in my disappointment category for sure. <laughs> um, that one, I remember thinking like, man, this sucks. But I, we did make some fun out of me. You know, I had a friend, uh, Eric, we we would we made some use out of them, but it really sucked because they weren't really durable, like for outdoors, because you had this long cord and they're just lame. Like <laughs> yeah. I, it would have, it would have been a lot cooler for like if I had like a treehouse or something. I remember thinking like this has possibilities. You know what I mean? Like right. if you had a tall treehouse and you left the one and you had the other one on the downstairs. Like you could, I could see having some fun with it. But right, or if you had like I don't know, I don't know. There, there's there, we, I made it work, but <laughs> man, the real walkie talkies were so much better. Oh yeah. So I've got another list here. This one's got to be probably from '86. I'm gonna guess. Um, so I was a little older, obviously. Um, and on this one says cordless phone, number one. Number two, clothes, Nike shoes, blue or white. Drawing stuff, spelled D-R-A-W-L-I-N-G, drawing. That's I how I spelled it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just put VCR tapes on there, cassette tapes, Nintendo games, um, Zelda and Metal Gear. Um, Kitty City. I was telling them where to get it. Uh, Kitty City, oh, which was the uh, there was See, that's a, a pro C- move right there. Were you familiar with Kitty City? They were prominent here on the East Coast. <clears throat> no, I mean I know of them. I've seen uh, yeah. people kind of you know when they're going through their memories about Kitty. Yeah. It's Kitty, right? Like kids. 
Yes, Kitty? yes. Right. Yep. Um, that was more yeah. prominent over here than... Well, you're, we had... you're lucky she didn't go to Kitty City and bought you, like, some cat toys. That would have been really <laughs> <Yeah>. lame. <laughs> they were more prominent than Tours R Us's where I lived. There were Kitty Cities. Uh, we had Tours R Us's as well, but I always went to Kitty City. Uh, I asked mm. for a Nintendo magazine, batteries, AA and D, books, digital watch, camera film, uh, basketball... And then I asked, also asked for some other Nintendo games, California games, and Top Gum. It says Top, Top Gum. Gum. Yeah. <laughs> so well, these are these are so fun to look that, at. I'll, that I'll, was that was quite the list, Duke. Um, yeah. You this asked, is fun did, to did, see. Did, how you know, much of that did you get? I don't remember. I'm sure I've got. I, I got Zelda. I know I got Zelda. I had Metal Gear back in the day, so I must have got Metal Gear. And I also had Top Gun, so I'll probably get all three of those. Wow. This is so funny to see. I asked for a cordless phone and like VCR tapes. This is so cool to see these lists. Like well, I that, like so. how everything was Atari tapes. And stuff. Yeah, I know. Tapes. We had tapes on our brain. Everything was Nintendo tapes, Atari tapes. Meanwhile, yeah, there's no tape sense. in there at all. <laughs> None. <laughs> so you, were, you kind of touched on the disappointing uh, items. Uh, I don't remember ever being disappointed by anything specific, like your walkie-talkies that you were talking about. Um, other than just, I think anybody experiences when you get a pack of underwear, which you know I always got that kind of stuff: socks, underwear, t-shirts. Right. Of course, you don't care pajamas. About that stuff. Right. It's just practical stuff that your parents are using to, you know, as filler items, I guess, well, know, to of wrap course. up. Well, I mean, frankly, the funny thing is, is if you're really being honest, you actually use those items more than most of the stuff that you that you coveted. Sure. You know what I mean? Like sure. you wore the underwear. I mean, hopefully you changed them, but you definitely wore some out of that pack almost every day for <laughs> at least the next year. And the socks. It's yep. those it's those gifts that you never really think about, you know, where they came from. You're like, man, can't you just get me that during school time? Like, I, I can honestly say I don't really ever remember her getting me underwear or socks. That was always like a back to school uh-huh. uh, thing. But um, there was like the sweater or the, you know, like a shirt or, you know, something yeah. like that. But it was usually warmer and everything. Or But pajamas, um, pajamas. And I think I got underoos one year. Which I was really pumped about that, so I can't <laughs> lie. I was I was actually very. I think it, I remember one year in particular. I'm pretty sure she got me the Yoda ones, and uh, oh, I yeah. was pretty hyped. I had some yeah. underoos as well. I'm pretty sure I got them for Christmas too. Well, I guess that kind of wraps it up. I mean, we covered quite a quite a bit. Um, there's so many things we could have talked about for Christmas, you know, specials and you know all that kind of stuff and Christmas movies. But I just thought it was, you know, a little more interesting to talk about the santa claus experience and some of our sure. 80s kind well, of theme we, we toys can save it stuff. for next next christmas there you go we can go course. over that yeah a little teaser yep so i mentioned uh, a couple times our discord um feel free to jump over there i, I guess you just kind of go to discord app and search for retro nonsense or you can go to just go to your twitter Duke always, you you've been very good about putting that out there and okay I'll do that again. And, uh, yeah, I'll, just I'll put it an there, invite right? after the show sure. posts on uh, Twitter for Discord. But anyway, yeah, it's it's fun. It it's a fun thing to kind of uh, enhance the podcast. We can further the, dis- the discussion and add photos and stuff. So it's been fun. We had we've had it up since our last Atari episode, and we got some 
some great pictures on there and people giving us their top five Atari games. So uh, I really enjoy that kind of uh, added thing to our podcast. So feel free to jump over there and, and uh, discuss whatever you want and talk, tell us about your Christmas memories and stuff. And also wanted to mention the Apple review. If you if you like our podcast, feel free to get on Apple and give us a review because that helps us out as well. So and anything frankly, else, if Chris? you don't like the podcast, just put a positive thing anyway. Yeah, why not? It doesn't cost you nothing. Exactly. A couple of minutes. <laughs> so. Well, I guess that's it. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, listening again, and uh, we look forward to uh, our next record. So have a good holiday, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. Merry